0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Now, what we're going to discuss today is how to raise your standards.
1: Yep. So big one for Josh and I, we spoke about this quite a lot over the last few weeks, and it's something that we want to change right from the top down the way. So we started this probably about February, um, working with a lot of coaches and chatting to a lot of coaches. And the one thing it comes back to is the standards and the industry itself are fairly poor. And they always have been Now, a quick example of that. And i, I not all about money, but 10, 15 years ago, coaches were charging 30 pound a session average. And it's still that, mm-hmm. how can it still be that 15 years later? Mm-hmm. It shows you something about the standards. Why is it never changed? If you get a fill 10, 15 years ago, you are only paying the same price you're paying now. Yep. If you get a haircut 15 years ago, you're not paying the same price. Now yep. If you go on holiday 15 years ago, you're not paying it. The- Why is the PT the same? Mm-hmm. So this is something that we've picked up on: is the standards of the industry and the coaching, the mentoring, how clients deal with people, how they they, they how they care, how they don't care. It needs changed for the top down, and it's one of our top missions now. From this day forward, is to change that. So this podcast is just a small chip in you know, that, really. Yeah. To know your purpose. No,
0: a hundred percent. And I think the the thing as well is, you know, you see a lot of new coaches coming into the industry and they they look at that £30 an hour as that's where they want to get to rather than that's where they should start. So what they do is they start, they look at that, you know, so-and-so's charging £30 an hour, they've been qualified two years. So that must mean that I should start about £20 an hour yeah. or £15 or £25 an hour. Um, And then another thing as well is when they do that, I think, you know, how many coaches listen to this podcast? How many of you actually change your prices over the since you know, you, you first qualified as Chris mentioned, everybody else is up in prices and doing things and, you know, you're still at that same price point. And especially if that's less than what you know you're worth, you're gonna keep getting frustrated. You're gonna keep getting annoyed and saying, you know, why are they not being as accountable as they should be? I'm giving them all these tools, all the support, and they're not valuing it enough. And it's because you're not charging the premium. It's because you don't really back yourself enough yeah. to to, you know, put those prices up um, and take it from there. It so it us
1: back to standards, mate. Like so yeah. one of the first things we've got down here is to know your purpose. So why you truly do what you do, because if your standards are really low, for me, one of the main reasons is you don't really know why you're doing something. Otherwise, why is your standards poor? Like if you've got a kid or a, a sick mum or anything like that, I bet your standards are really high when it comes to looking after them. Mm-hmm. You don't want to miss anything. Like if your mum was out touch with, I'm just giving examples extreme here, just to show you the difference. You would go out your way and do anything to make sure she was okay, to make sure she was getting put in bed right, to make sure she was getting her medication, only four hours, every four hours, and that wouldn't slip. So why is your standards different when it comes to your business and your own lifestyle? It shows me that your purpose isn't quite found yet. Yeah. And you don't fully understand it, which isn't a bad thing by the way. Yeah. Because you can go through your full life not knowing that if you don't mm-hmm. ask yourself the right questions. So for me, it's ask yourself the question like, why do I truly do what I do? It might take time. Yep. But for for me personally, and, and I could probably speak for Josh and he'll back he'll he'll jump in here we know deep down it's we truly love helping people. It comes mm-hmm. back to it every time. We love to help people for whatever reason that is, I don't know the answer, but I just know when I have re- look back on my, my career as a coach for the last 12 years, I've always got my way to help people, regardless of the price they're paying, regardless of what they're doing, I've got my way to help. And it, it doesn't feel like I'm doing work. Yeah. So I know that's a deep purpose of mine in terms of like why I do what I do.
0: Yep, I, I couldn't agree more with that. And I think the other thing as well, and, and coaches you'll be able to relate to this, is, you know, that has pros and cons wanting to help people because it's almost like you want to help people, but at the same time, sometimes you can try too hard to help people yep. um, and you can get too invested, you can get too emotional, you can get too frustrated. Um, uh, Sometimes you want it more for them than they want it for themselves. And, the and, and that's something that you figure out as time goes on. Um, but, you know, going back to that first point as well, like I remember going for a walk the other day um, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm just going to drop a wee message in the chat or I'm just going to do a wee story here because I'm thinking, you know, yes, my time is valuable and I want to spend time for myself going for a walk and that. But at the same time, you know, if I don't put out all this stuff, it's almost selfish for me to keep what I know to myself and I know it can help people. Um, and I think there's lots of coaches out there doing exactly that. And we've spoke about it before as well, their their own belief systems and things get in the way of them helping people. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you, you're still a bit worried about putting yourself out there and getting, you know, salesy because of your view on salesmen and salespeople. Yep. But if you never take that step out, you're never going to help people. And, and that's going to be kind of unused. So, you know, it's kind of selfish of you not to put that out there just because you're almost getting in your own way.
1: Yeah, mate, just to touch on the sales thing there, like, like you said, and it's something I think I put in the unrivaled chat there all day. where somebody said the fear of going on a sales call really puts them off doing a sales call. And I like, why are you calling it a sales call then? Why not just call it a, a call you're gonna try and help somebody? Mm-hmm. Cause that's all you're doing. Yep. Like every time you get on a call and it is called a sales call because at the end of the day, we're looking to make a sale in the There's business. There's a purpose, yeah, of course. But the reality is, mate, what you're actually trying to do is help someone. Mm-hmm. You're getting on the phone with them so you can figure out, like know that, figure out if we're a good fit and all that shit, right? I hate that. But it is that, you're figuring out if I can help this person. And if you can, you're gonna fucking tell them mm-hmm. and here's why I can help you. If not, listen, I I probably can't help you based on a situation. You might need a psychologist, you might need a nutritionalist. you might need something above what I can give you. And and if you can help them, fucking good. But don't go into a call like that, always thinking about the outcome of a sale, because that's what freaks you Mm out. That's what makes you scared. That's what gets you paranoid to type the buttons in and hit go. Gets you all tense as well when you you start
0: like trying to be very robotic and making sure you don't muck anything up and... You know, and, and people can see right through that. You know, people. Yeah, that's
1: what it is. That's why the pressures are.
0: And I think you've got to think about this clearly as well. Is, and this is why it's always so important that you be your authentic self on social, is because what people don't want is if you're super fake on social, you know, pretending you're this nicey nicey person, and then they jump on a call expecting that because that's what they've seen for the last twelve months, yep. and then you start acting completely different. You know, the alarm bells are going to be ringing right away. So you need to make sure that you're always being yourself, whether it be on social, sales calls, anything. And you know, going back to that last point you made earlier, Chris, on, on saying like, you know, if it, if someone's you know had an issue with their mom or something, you yeah. know, serious was happening. I think the reason people don't like care about their business like all the time, every minute of the day, is because they've not experienced that upset yet or that real challenge. Yeah. You know, like that. And, and it will come. Like if you're being complacent right now, it's because you're comfortable and you think you can be like this the rest of the time, until something bad happens. Until yeah. you all your clients leave. Until there's another lockdown and you don't know what to do because you never looked at at building an online platform and yeah. stuff. So I think you've always got to make sure that you're trying to grow. Like if you think that you're just taking the foot off the gas just now because January is going to be busy, then you're in trouble because there's people out there like us, for example, who are hammering the next couple of months so that we know that January is going to be busy. Exactly. Okay. Right. So it's, you've always got to be on the ball. And if you're struggling by yourself then you need to start delegating it.
1: Love it, mate. But the next one I've got up here is um, self-assessment, right? So how do you know your standards are high or not if you're not reflecting on what you've done? Like what's the good things that I'm doing right now about my standards? And when I say, st- when I say higher standards, by the way, I mean, everywhere. I mean, when you're at home, when you're, at, when you're in your business, when you're with your partner, when you're with your kids, when you're with your mum, how are your standards looking in life? Because mm-hmm. if you can get lazy, mate. Like, one of the things I told myself ages ago is because, like, sometimes I go home from work and I'm like, well, Catherine's already agreed that she's the mum and she's the housewife, and I'm the guy who works and brings home the bacon and such, right? So sometimes I'm sitting there and I know she's been a bad, a busy day because being a mum's quite just the stress was any fucking thing out there. And I, if there's a big pile of dishes sitting there maybe like six months ago I would just leave him because I'm like no they're hers but that's no high standards mate mm-hmm. I should have the standards to go do you know what she's up the stair feeding the baby I'm going to do the dishes even though we agreed that they're most likely going to be her tasks yeah because we kind of set that expectation but why would I just sit up the stair and watch telly or scroll through my phone or just text random people who need my help at that time but they could probably wait yeah when I can go down the stair and do something she's going to be probably really grateful for. Yeah. So for me, that's just a situation at home. Then in the business, like thinking, so how can we make the day a more better day? How can we work harder? How can we make that process better? How can we make our coaches better? So every day you're always asking Mm -hmm. yourself, how do I make things better?
0: Yeah. And I think that the two things, the one thing I always talk about is making sure that you do the things first, like make sure that you're doing those important tasks first and then you can have the downtime and enjoy yourself second. Another thing as well I think is communication with your clients because th- those are the people that truly matter. You know, me and Chris before this podcast we were chatting about brands and you know the fact that your brand is not what you think it is it's what the people think it is. Yeah. So if you're wondering if you're doing enough for your clients then fucking ask them. Like ask them if they if everything's to their you know what they expect, if you're going above and beyond, if there's anything else they need more of and if they tell you everything's great. I'm loving it. Everything's perfect. Then stop worrying about it. You know, I, I had a conversation with Duncan the other day as well, who's on unrivaled X and he was saying the same things. He's got very high standards for that. And he's always looking for ways to improve. And I said, as long as your clients are happy, then you need to accept that and you need to yeah. move on and, and, and do things And the set. The third thing on that is, you know, you may think that you're bringing value and have high standards when actually you're not, you know, recipes. Yeah. Live workouts on Instagram that you don't know anyone's doing. So you have to make sure that you're communicating this stuff, so that you know it's bringing value and actually helping your business.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that comes into data again, mate. Because so I've got a better feelings of facts. So a lot of coaches just say, "Oh, I just feel like my clients don't like my workouts, or I just feel like nobody's responding." Like, do you know what I mean mm-hmm. to what I'm doing? And you're like, or oh, responding to my workouts?" Yeah. I'm like, "Well, you don't know that because it's there's no there's no data. Mm-hmm. You can't. If you put a workout out on Instagram." You don't have many people watching it so you don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing because there's no something to go with. the data said 100 people actually did my workout yeah do you know what i mean comment with a thumbs up below if you did the workout yeah can so 100 people done my workout cool i'm going to put another one up in exactly because people like it so you don't know. Do you know what i mean so always look at the facts over the feelings because nine times out of ten people always say feelings are the wrong but feelings are always wrong they mostly are wrong mate, because yeah. it's just a bunch of emotions inside your body that you've no even written down or taken the time to look at the data and went actually, you know, I've looked back fucking hell, that was actually a much better month than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So yeah, in terms of standards, self assessment wise, if you don't know, right now, what's going well, and what isn't, you need to do a, a reflection on the previous month and ask yourself some powerful questions. Take the data done. What needs worked on? What doesn't? Facts over uh, feelings for me every time right? yep. because that's where the, the data lies and the data never lies. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree with that, and the next thing we've got up on the board as well is you know making sure you determine what your values are, because if you don't know, you need to track them because there's always going to be clues there. 100%. Now, one exercise we did as well with our coaches just the other week there was, you know, we made we almost went over the values again, yep. just because I think that's something you need to do because values change. You know, the same as your why can change. Yep. Like you might be very business orientated and then you have a kid and then you're focused on that, you know, and that becomes your your change of values and. That's where more of your time goes or whatever. So I think you need to make sure that you're always focused on that next thing um and keeping on top of you know what your values are. Because if you don't know them, how are your clients and prospects going to know yep. them as well?
1: A lot of people won't know their values, mate. They really won't. And it to determine what they are, you need to look at look back on your month and be really honest with yourself. Like, where did I spend most of my time? Because I promise you that's where your values lie. Yeah, And it's as simple as that. That's why a professional sportsman will spend most of his time practicing, not playing. Yeah. Because if, if I'm a, a golfer or a football player and you're playing a 90 minute match on a Saturday, you're training hours every day. Yeah. To play that 90 minutes. The value they will, they will show up for training, but even they're younger, right? Most of the they get paid now. But back in the day, they would never have missed training as a 14, 15 year old. They'd always try to make it professional. They'll make sure their values show they want to be a professional sports player. Yep. Your values will show if you are into your business, if you're into spending time with your missus. And there's no rights and wrongs. Your values are your values, and they won't really change unless you really try and change them. But I think personally, mate, it's a bit airy fairy. But I think your in- intuition always tells you, mate. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Sometimes I don't really know. Like I don't really know what, why I'm doing something. But i like, I must love it if I keep showing up. Yeah. I must love it if I keep showing up every day and it doesn't feel at work. Do you know what
0: I mean? Yeah. And also the fact that, you know, that there's times where we get frustrated with what we do. But again, that's just another sign that you care about it. Yeah. You know, I did a training on Wednesday night about, like, you know, you let's say you've got person A and person B, both experience the exact same symptoms. Both get sweaty hands. Both feel a bit sick. Both, yeah. both get butterflies in the stomach before they do something. Person A reacts and says, you know, I'm ready. This is this is just a sign that I'm ready to go. I'm, it means something to me. Person B does the opposite. They say, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And I think it's crucial that you understand that, you know, these things are happening for you, not to you. It's how you react to them. What's important. Do you know what I mean? And and that's the crucial thing about all of this. It's like, you know, whatever's going on, good or bad in your business, you know, it's how
1: you react to them that's important. That's it. I mean, everybody's in their own, wee, their own wee movie in their life, in there. they? Yeah. In their own wee space. And it's like you said, two different people will react so different to the same scenario. Mm-hmm. You need to work on that. If you're the person who, when you've got the sweaty palms, when you're nervous, when you're getting worried and you just break down before you do the thing, then you need to have a look at why that is and where that fear lies.
0: Yeah, same with with a client leaving. You know, we get clients leaving. The biggest businesses in the world have clients leaving. You listening to this get clients leaving. We all react to it differently. The way you react to it, if you're always getting emotional about what we said about feelings, then you're never gonna, you know, move past that, and you're always yeah. gonna dwell on it. So it's important. That's the ego that getting hurt. It is, all that is. It's understanding, like, and having that self belief that you can get another client, or you can, yeah. you know,
1: move forward with it. It's it is, it's a it's a personal thing. It's when you take business personal, that's that's your ego talking at that point, Because yeah. and, and I probably used to do it, mate, when I lacked experience and I lacked the processes and the systems to to bring more clients in, and realize that you know what you're not going to keep the same clients forever. It's not how it works. So it's your ego getting a wee bit dented when somebody leaves because you start thinking it's all about you yep. and it's all about, oh, they must have left because I didn't. Maybe they did leave because you didn't do something, mm-hmm. but it's probably something that you didn't do inside the business. So it's not an ego thing. It's yeah. like you never thought, done what you said you were going to do or you never delivered on what you promised or something like that. Yeah. Or sometimes their situation changes. They're buying a yeah. house. They're going on all big holidays. They're doing something that their values are taking them somewhere else. So I, don't never take it personal. And that's where it comes in
0: with those two things again. That you know the self awareness and communication. Communicate with them yeah. and ask them specifically why they're leaving. And then if they tell you that you know what I joined for this reason and I've achieved it, then that's brilliant. You've done your job. Um, and and just understanding that as well and being self aware that, yes, this is my fault or yes, this is not my fault and I've done my job and move on.
1: Yeah, I like that exercise you did with the guys and the rival decks. And I think it was uh, the things they can control and the things they can't control. Yeah. And then working through the list of the things you can control mate, and if somebody leaves like yeah there's a, an element of you might be able to control it if you do a follow-up blah 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 but again their ultimate decision the client to leave is outside your control yeah so it's not something that you should really overly concern yourself with yeah and a lot of time if you ask for feedback you might not always get the
0: exactly. feedback anyway exactly it's you know just I mean? having like a, a very very simple three-step process or something if you get that message a client leaves um, I don't know how we even got onto this, but it's valuable anyway. <laughs> no. I think like having a, a very simple process, like let's say a client messages is saying that they want to leave. You know, The first point would be to communicate them and, and probably get them on a call of some sort rather than just back and forth messaging. Get them on a call, speak to them, ask them a series of questions You know, and, and try and get to that real answer um, and then potentially offer them a solution, whether it be, okay, right, they've said that time's been an issue, maybe we can drop down to two sessions instead of three, do that for a month, see how they get on. Um, if they say no to that, then then that's fine. Don't push them again. Then what you do is you ask them if they could do a testimonial, give you a little bit of feedback, get a bit more value from it, um, and then that's it. And then maybe in a month's time or something, you you follow up, you check in, you see, you know, I know you said you were going to be doing your own thing, um, joining the gym. I know how difficult that can be. I've been there myself. I just wanted to to catch up, see how you've been finding it.
1: There's a bit extra value for you that wasn't expected. Yeah,
0: that's exactly. This podcast. That's it. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, I was going to just say as well, guys, see if, if this is like one of your first podcasts you listen to. There's tons of valuable stuff, even, you know, way back when Chris did this on his own for the first ones. Like, it's all helpful. And I think you need to start surrounding yourself and, and consuming more of this than wasting time and energy focusing on what other people are doing.
1: Well It's input versus output. What you're putting in, your ears, what you're watching every day, who you're listening to every day, who you're surrounding yourself with every day. So that's the shit that changes you, mate. And I know for a fact that's why we've changed over the last yep. two, three, four, five, six years and whatever we've done. It's the information we're putting, in what ears, where eyes, and who we're talking to. That's what makes the difference. But again, we've an off track. That's cool. And the last one we've got peers. The the answer is clear. Who else benefits from your high standards? Everybody you come in contact with, right? So that's friends, family, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever you've got, kids people in your business the people in your social media who are following you because i guarantee there's people on your social media right now who's watching your content and they like what you're doing but just not reached out yet or you've not put a decent call to action out yet and they're just waiting so when you raise your standards and make them higher everybody who comes in contact with you whether it's through online or in person is going to benefit from that mate and yep. you don't know how far that goes again it spreads out person per person and families friends when they start Cause we learn something mate, and then we teach it don't we yeah so we've had to learn that for somewhere mm. and then we teach it to a group of pts who then go and teach it to their clients who then might go back and teach it to their kids yeah, and yeah. their husband and and then it starts to spread far and wide so it's 100%. the same thing about your standards mate you raise those standards and i, I promise you people will follow you
0: yeah 100 percent. and you need to keep you know putting that good pressure on yourself to remind yourself Do you know what i'm doing everyone out there and everyone i care about a disservice if i'm not doing my best here. You know, if I'm not really trying my best when I know I can do more, then, you know, I'm, I'm almost doing a disservice to the people that back me, the yeah. the clients I've got and everybody else because, you know, that's what truly matters and that's how you're really going to build a successful business if you're always, you know, putting pressure on yourself in that sense and also focusing on your clients and what's best for them. You know, yeah. that, that combination you, you just can't go wrong with.
1: Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to just, if you're sitting here, where the fuck they start, all you need to do is ask yourself like, what one thing can I do today that's going to raise my standards? It might just be that you just make your bed and that's it. It mm-hmm. might be, you make the doing, you've got a missus and that, who you kind of like, you just brush at the door in the morning, and go to work. You might just get a wee kiss and say, I look forward to seeing you in the night. Yep. And that's going to cheer her day up and you've just raised your standards as a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's, you can date everywhere, mate. Yeah. Yeah. You can date everywhere. That's cool. We'll get to that another time. It's called. You ever heard of Kaizen, Josh? Maybe no, I've not. It. It's marginal gains. It's called like, the British Sky Team used it, mate, and they—they're not doing the, 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 the cycling. Yeah, yeah. I'm going off on a topic again, and they basically said raise everything today. We're cyclists by one percent, and you end up with a pure machine. Mm. So they were looking at the bike, right? How can we raise that by one percent? Right? We'll get a better, We'll get better saddles in the training that warm their bums up so that they can go longer. They—they they looked at everything, mate, and improved it all by one percent. And then the Sky Team won that race. So as as a coach, the minute you wake up, how can you improve everything you do by one percent? interactions with your partner how you talk to yourself on are you listening to a podcast the way yep, i work yeah are you on the bus are you walking do you know what i mean yeah yeah and then the first thing you come across your clients in the morning do you look tired how can you improve that can you give me bigger energy i mean i could go all day i know but it's so I mean? true and i think that's
0: what what ends up is Chris says to long-term results you guys in in terms of your clients you can see that yourself if they're folk, if they want to lose two stone and they're always focusing on that two stone they might look for quick fixes and they might get overwhelmed and stressed but if you just say i want you to just focus on what you can control today and over time as a byproduct of that you're going to get that weight loss if you can just focus on as chris says instead of just going out for a walk once a day get ten thousand steps instead of barely drinking water i want you to drink two liters of water every time you do that week after week month after month The weight's going to fall off. Your energy's going to improve. Your sleep's going to improve. Everything starts to improve. So don't listen to these podcasts or look at Instagram and that and think, oh, they're successful. I must need to just do this, 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 this all now. Chris says it's not going to happen. So 1% at a time, and that's what's going to lead to long-term results. Good Good to leave it there.